0: Chapter 8 of Tad Coon's Great Adventure. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. Tad Coon's Great Adventure by John Brick. Could a little boy go wild? Patty, Patty, ka-flip, ka-flip, went Tad's feet, running away from Louis Thompson's house for a second time. Pad, 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 pounded Louis Thompson's feet, running after him. Louis was mad clear through, but he wasn't mad at Tad Coon. He was angry at his father. For trying to beat him with a broom all the same he felt scary and lonely when he got out there in the darkness he could hear tad's feet running down the alleyways between the corn but the stalks were way up over his head he couldn't see where he was going pretty soon he couldn't even hear the coon he was all alone what was he he stubbed his toe on something something soft and furry and warm it was tad for just as soon as tad got over being scared about himself he began to wonder if that cross man with the big stick had done anything awful to poor louis thompson he knew what it was like to be chased besides tad's the most curious beast in all the woods and fields and he had to know the meaning of those little sad sniffly noises louie was making but louie just knew tad was sorry for him the poor little boy threw himself on the ground and cried and cried it isn't fair he sobbed i hoed that corn I had a right to take just a little weeny bit of it for you. Besides, you earned it. You killed the mice in our cellar, just as much as those old cats ever do. I wasn't bad, and I just won't take a lickin' for it. All the same, he knew that's what he'd get if he went back home. Tad kept cocking his ears and touching Louis with his shy little handy paws, trying to think what he was doing. Little coons cry, too, but they cry, wow, 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 more like a hungry little bird. By and by, he got restless and started along. Wait for me, wait for me, called Louis, and he got up and followed Tad all the way back to Dr. Muskrat's pond. The night was clear and warm, and it wasn't so very dark after all, but we could see quite well. Now it was his turn to be curious about what Tad Coon was doing. A frog jumped in the long grass, and Tad pounced on it, just the way he pounced on a mouse but he didn't eat it not yet he carried it over to the water then he began splashing he's washing it first thought louie if that isn't the beatenest sure enough when he had washed it all clean tad gulped his frog then he paddled his paws and scrubbed his mouth and whiskers yes and even reached up behind his ears washing looks kind of nice thought louis to himself so he tried it too he washed himself clean as clean clean as that fat old coon even and then he felt so comfortable he curled up by Dr. Muskrat's stone and fell fast asleep. You wouldn't think even the wild woods folk would be afraid of a tired little boy, fast asleep by the pond, but they were. They were most scared to death. The whippoorwill sounded a desperate warning as she circled about, on her long pointed wings trying to make up her mind to scoop up a mouthful of water and the little bats squeaked as though the big owl was after them they woke up a lot of the woods folk who had eaten their late supper by moonlight and gone to bed stripes skunk came over from the potato patch and nibble rabbit, loped out to the edge of the pickery things and stood there on tiptoe. Even to his stick-up ears, he was so surprised. Chatter squirrel looked from the lowest branch of Tadcoon's tree. Doctor Muskrat crawled up on his stone, and maybe you think he didn't jump when he found who was sleeping beside it but fat old tad patted out of his nest in the cool bulrushes where he'd been taking a little cat nap with one ear open and settled it needn't anybody be afraid of louis thompson said tad he's my boy and he's most as nice as tommy peel nibble. He's friends. But we haven't made any compact with him, suggested Dr. Muskrat. Compact, sniffed Tad. The minute he found I was shut up in my cage, he brought me the juiciest mouthful of corn you ever wet your whiskers in. Yeah, jeered Stripes. What did I tell you? Didn't I say you'd get caught? It's all over traps wherever you find men. You did admitted Tad it was the queerest thing I could get into that cage, and so could that mean old rat. He thought I was dead, Mr. Scally tail dead. You ought to have heard him squeal when I grabbed him, but then I couldn't get out again. Tad didn't know it was his very own self who shook the cage door down. It didn't matter a bit, he went on comfortably. Louis came right down and turned me loose. But you're right about another thing. Stripes. Men do kill men. What? exclaimed all the woods folk. Tad nodded solemnly. Sure as tadpoles have tails, we were having the nicest mouse hunt, Louis and I, when that big man came stamping in. He tried to kill me with a stick, and he did hit Louis with it twice. Of course, Louis's father didn't mean to kill him. He only meant to punish him for taking the corn. But woods folk don't beat their children. They only shake them. Louis could run all the same, Tad finished. So he came with me. He's going to go wild again and live with us. Dr. Muskrat looked at Louis in a very puzzled way. I wonder if he can go wild, said he. It's a long, long time since men were wild. You ought to have seen the woods folk prick up their ears over the idea. End of chapter 8